Hello and welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. This is Megan Rickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels. As always, we have cheats two belts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah, wah. And Ty Big Swole, Medium Swole, Cowboy Shit Got a Drink Tonight Swole. Anyway, <laughs> we're today, we're we're working on Ty's ring name. Like it's it's going to be an ongoing process, I think, for us here at WCWF. But as always, this is your weekly dose of wrestling chat with friends. Uh, so first and foremost, guys, hello. How are you? Uh, what is your most exciting wrestling thing you've got going on this week? I can start with that. Uh, so I have. Secure tickets to the WWE show in Ooh. Norfolk. That was coming. Okay. Or Newport News. It's one of those. It's, it's in that area. But yes. Somewhere in the I shall be live. Yeah. I will be live with an AEW merch on. <laughs> merch. I can support it. <laughs> what about you, Cheats? Is this, hold on. Let me ask though. Is this your first live show back? Have you? When was the last time you've been to a live show, Tom? Is pre-pandemic? It, yeah, it's pre-pandemic. Uh, last time I've been to a live show, it was a last time I've been to a live show. TNA was still a thing. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's okay. a way and it back. Was, okay. And it was a TNA show. Uh, all right. Yeah, we- okay. We definitely have some good wrestling coming to the Virginia area very shortly. Um, not only do you guys have WWE coming, but we also have AEW in November. Whoop, whoop, and I will definitely be there. And uh, with your your drink in your glass, should probably be super appropriate because I have I highly anticipate a large dose of cowboy shit when they're in Virginia, uh, being so close to Adam Page's home. Uh, Cheats, what is your what are you what are you popping for this week what what is getting you going so i'm going to say in the world of wrestling because there's so much that's always going on it's like it's a revolving never ending thing right um uh, mm-hmm. and i don't think we've been together have did we do was last week was that post crown jewel or before it was like day of, was day uh, of Crown Jewel Zone. happening. So we were still like in reactions of that. And y'all hadn't watched all of it yet either. Okay. Okay. So we've had a couple of shows since. And um, I'll just go with recency bias, which was last night. I don't tend to watch a lot of NXT, uh, especially NXT 2.0. But I have become, uh, I've become a Mandy Rose fan. Um, I like the change of her coming from WWE's main roster back down to NXT. They put the belt on Mandy Rose last night. She beat Raquel Gonzalez. And so that was, uh, I like to see people that are dedicated to the craft and that are working ultimately get a place where they can call themselves a champion. Uh, Mandy Rose had been in Jopper land for a long time on the main roster. She comes down to NXT she changes her image. She, you know, she has tox- toxic attraction now, and it's a whole different type of wave um, than she was on the main roster. They put the belt on her last night, and I was really uh, happy for her um, to, to get the belt. So Mandy Rose, shout out to her, and shout out to, uh, I, I still think, one of the better wrestlers, if you know, top echelon wrestlers in the game, Tommaso Ciampa, who at Halloween Havoc, um, I thought they were gonna they were gonna lift the belt off of him and and give it to Braun Breaker already uh, at 2.0, but they changed a bunch of titles on NXT last night. But Tommaso Ciampa clean win over Braun uh, Braun Breaker, uh, who we should all just start calling Steiner Rex Rex Steiner or something immediately. Uh, but I was glad for now that Tommaso Ciampa is still kind of the standard bearer at NXT because I think he's an amazing wrestler, probably undersized for the main roster. So shout out to Mandy Rose and shout out to Tommaso Ciampa. 
Absolutely. Um, I think this week, well, right now, I guess, yeah, like recency bias, right? Um, I am popping hard for Too Fast, Too Fuego. Um, I know you guys don't follow the, uh, like, the the behind-the-scene vlogs, which I do suggest Sammy's. It's phenomenal. Uh, but this whole thing Cody Rhodes has going where he is a lucha and he's, he's Fuego number two. And I love the um for me it was like the suspension of disbelief where like even the commentators were like oh like you could see his dream tattoo but like the singlet was just a little bit over it last night on dark right so it was like dnm were like what could the tattoo mean <laughs> who is this mysterious lucha um so i mean i think because wrestling has always been like the carny escapist type place um the insanity that is cody rhodes in a lucha mass being fuego too uh has really has really got me going this week so all right well this is wrestling chat with friends so so what would chatting wrestling be without having some friends on? So tonight, um, we are super excited to bring you guys uh, the co-host of No Words Barred podcast, Chris Mack. Chris Mack, come on out. Hey, hey, what's going on? Welcome. How are you doing? How, doing, How are you doing tonight? I'm doing um pretty fantastic, I will say. Uh, it was a rough work day, but... You know, I, as soon as I got home, everything changed immediately. So, you know, I'm wrestling, I'm ready. Uh, it's been a, an interesting week of wrestling ahead of us right now. Um, and I'm excited to um, get back to it. And Cheats, man, I'm, I'm happy to hear from you again. It's been a long time. It's bro. been a minute, bro. <laughs> but know, I, didn't, so. I didn't know you were doing this. I caught up with Mo. Um, yeah. I caught up with Mo and he was on the show and it was awesome. And it, it took us back to our Long time hip hop writing days. Yes, uh, man. yeah. You're like almost a decade ago now, man. So I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. For um, for those that don't know, um, I'm originally born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I moved uh, to Atlanta three years ago. Uh, and first, and currently located um, in Stone Mountain. Uh, it's been cool. It's been quite the transition. Uh, but you know, I, I really do miss you know some of my folks up there. And um and I'm looking forward, hopefully, um, for something to be excited about. Uh, day one, uh, the first pay per view of the year in 2022 for WWE, going to be right here in Atlanta. So I'm trying to see if I can get some tickets for that. Awesome, absolutely. You know the uh, the the kickoff of the year is always is always dope because you know like it's like okay we're gonna set a tone really big, <laughs> so everybody get on board. Um, so definitely if you go, we uh we gotta get get updated on on how that is if you end up going tell us uh chris one of the things we like to do because it tells us a lot about who you are and um and why you love wrestling right is uh when we ask how you fell in love with it it was like what was the first thing that got you to be like this is a thing that i'm gonna follow forever have you been following it all your life is this a new love tell us tell us where you fell in love with wrestling well i started watching wrestling um when I want to say around eight or nine, uh, my grandfather, actually, he was a big pro wrestling fan, uh, really, you know, pre predominantly like the attitude era of WWF. And, you know, from time to time, he would come over to the house and he will be playing like the, the Saturday, um, you know, highlight weekend, weekend highlight um, show that will come on. And, you know, and I will be into it. And then, of course, when I go to school, you know, all my friends will be watching, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and talk about WCW and NWO and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And I didn't really get into it until I was in round in third grade. And it was around that time that it was like WrestleMania 14. It was um, Austin versus Rock. And at the time, I was splitting my time between WCW and WWF. And I already knew like it was like something going on there with the Monday Night War at the time. And it was on a downturn around this point uh, because uh, they had the finger poke of doom. And but on WCW, I was introduced to Ray Mysterio Jr. And, you know, Ray Mysterio is he ended up becoming one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I would, from watching him, you know, I got introduced to Lucha Libre. You know, I ended up starting to um, get into, you know, independent wrestling as I got older. Uh, and because, I, you know, I fell out of it. And then I got back into it again. And 
And then, you know, started introducing with Ring of Honor, uh, watching CM Punk and Samoa Joe, then TNA came through. And eventually, you know, I, I refound my love just watching everything that I could get my hands on. And, you know, for now, you know, as I got older, I'm still into stuff. I still like to watch older things and, you know, see, you know, since we're no longer in a tape trading era, you can find everything on streaming. Uh, I will try to watch, you know, a few events here and there. But, you know, I simply try to focus in on currently what's going on with WWE, you know, because it was one of my first loves. And I still enjoy the product, even though it had its, you know, his down times. But it's still I feel like at this point that it's still at the best part, the best run that they've been in a long time. Uh, and, you know, in the direction that they're going forward now, um, you know, it's just not even not even an initiative. It's not even an initiative that they're bringing in, but it's just been an organic change within over the past few years, you know, um, adding more, you know, diverse rosters within their brand, you know, going younger with the NXT 2.0, referring yourself back into developmental character driven show uh, is, you know, I'm liking to see the direction that it's going the new business opportunities that they're creating and the new um, partnerships that are coming through. And we don't know what the um, industry is going to look like in the next five years. And, you know, in knowing and this company itself, it always tried to be ahead of the curve, you know, and with that, you know, it's still expanding now with, you know, with AEW and still finding, you know, its place in the world, you know, as a, you know, you know, pretty much, I would say a haven for hardcore fans, you know, and it has their moments. See, it has something for them and it has a little bit of something for everything else with WWE. That's where I'm going to have to jump in. Cause like, I'm, I'm particularly, I don't watch WWE. Um, I have moral feelings. Uh, so I don't, <laughs> I don't participate in the, the supporting of Vincent K. McMahon and his people. However, I love a lot of the wrestlers over there. Uh, that's obviously where I, I came up. So we can chat that all day, but I am interested. Like, so, so are you watching AEW? Are you, um, are you tuning in or do you, cause I hear a little bit coming from you. That's from like the, the Bischoff camp. Yeah, but this has been in that Tony Khan oh, yeah. blaze off they had on Twitter and and on the dirt sheets of saying like it's uh it's for the it's just for the hardcore wrestler hardcore wrestler fans. So are you watching AW at all or or just tuning into the WWE product? I watch I watch oh. a little bit of the AEW as well. I prefer just watching their main shows because uh, many of their YouTube shows I'm not particularly interested in. Um, but as far as like the product on with the TV with Dynamite specifically i try to follow in just to see what's going on uh i mainly prefer to try to just watch my favorite wrestlers that are there you know like adam page uh brian danielson of course who's now been there um for the last couple of months cm punk you know i see what's going on with them and how are they trying to move forward and you know pushing the product you know and try to expand you know AEW to a company that could be a real competitor towards wwe in the near future uh, anything else, you know, I'm not too particularly interested in, you know, uh, I'm not really fond of uh, what's going on with the uh, the elite. Uh, Chris Jericho, I've never been too crazy with right now, but, you know, every now and then I will be entertained with whatever promo that he's got going. But other than that, you know, it's just been here and there for me with uh, with with AEW. Can we? Well, I mean, that we, definitely brings in. Oh, go ahead, Cheats. No, I say, can we double dip? You grazed over the Eric Bischoff, Tony Khan. Well, that's what I was yeah. saying. I was can like, let's, let's jump into it second? since we're there, and especially yeah. Chris, since you came in um, yeah. during the, the the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. um, there is there is a lot of of contention back and forth. Last week, we talked a little bit about like the Twitter flame wars between, particularly the head of the table and everyone at AEW. Yeah. Um, and so this week, we had a lot of stuff coming out from Tony Khan, and then particularly Eric Bischoff's response. Um, cheats. Do you want to jump in? Like, no, like you. This so, is one of your topics. So, so I love this because I'm a WCW guy, right? Like I mm-hmm. loved WCW from start to the the demise, and so I actually have probably a little bit more deference, and um, I don't know what the word is, but I I, uh, I probably hold Eric Bischoff and higher esteem than he should be held. If that makes sense, because I, I have such fond memories of the WCW days. Um, 
with that said, completely surprised and really upset at myself that I really hadn't been following Eric Bischoff's podcast. So Bischoff, Bischoff has his own podcast. What is it, 83 weeks or something like that? Um, yep. That he shoots on a whole yep. bunch of stuff. And I hadn't been following until kind of this just stuff happened. It always seems to me that Bischoff is basically like the only person that's still going to hold the flag for WCW. So the only thing you can do that really twists his like nerves, that really like stabs him in the gut is if you say anything that's like, Oh, AEW is done with WCW did, or we're on the same level as WCW. That's when you're like poking the Eric Bischoff bear. Cause Bischoff's going to say his whole thing wasn't necessarily, I don't think about fighting demos in AEW versus WWE as much as I think Bischoff was like, wait a second, Khan, you're nowhere near where WCW was. And if, if you imply that you were already now this fast, you've lost. And I, so I think that Bischoff only wakes up to defend like his legacy, which is the WCW legacy. I actually have a quote from Bischoff and then I'm going to let you guys chat this out um, because I do think I honestly like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mark hard for AEW, but like, yeah, he has some valid points. Uh, so in the interview, um, he says, disclaimer here, I'm not encouraging Tony to go head to head with WWE. I think that would be a bad move. It's just not time yet. They're only a two year old company. They have a long, long runway ahead of them to grow their audience and grow their product. But right now they haven't done such a great job in growing that audience. So it sounds to me like he thinks they could be getting there and that they may get there, but there's definitely some criticism of the product right now. So friends chat. I'm sorry, sorry, but he's, he's fair to, you know, believe that because, you know, he's been there, he's been through the fire, you know, um, you know, running in WCW because he had to go to battle with them, you know, in the late nineties, you know, during the peak of their, um, you know, peak of their powers, you know, he ended up having, you know, the power to uh, at least bring in their biggest stars, you know, and be able to compete against them with, you know, the NWO angle and be able to take away their viewers and be able to beat them in ratings and beat them in overall viewership. What, what you said, 82 weeks, 83 weeks. And, you know, he has that right to feel that way because, you know, he's been there before he's done it. You know, he, you know, he had the experience, you know, he's seen it all. He's done it all. WCW was his baby. And, you know, he was going to hold on to that truth. He's going to believe in that. And I will say that AEW as well, they, yeah, they've been around for two years and they're bringing up a good following, a strong following. But as far as, you know, saying that they're on WCW's level where, you know, they still haven't yet to even get a true primetime slot against Monday Night Raw or even compete against Friday Night SmackDown live on a primetime slot and going after their viewership, you know, that's, you know, you're, you just got to hold your horses there, man. Tony's got a little too much dip on his chip. Mm-hmm. Too much dip on the chip. I feel like that's like a, I need to hear that in like a wrestling ring. <laughs> some, some classic talking shit. All right, Ty. So you were about to jump in. That is something uh, you were, Chris, you're talking about the, the, the night of, uh, they were talking that, one of the things that Tony Khan has done has pulled, he's pulled segments of raw at a certain hour and then held it up against the, uh, AEW time slot. That's, you know, kind of matching, but is Wednesday versus Monday. Um, and Eric Bischoff did point out that, uh, they were pulling those numbers during the Monday night football, uh, period at which time WWE's numbers were, uh, lower anyway. And using raw ratings to compare to Rampage is quote unquote data gymnastics, which is just a thing I, I appreciated hearing in a wrestling podcast. Um, Ty, jump in never. because you you've had some things to say about this too, about the the comparison of nights. Yeah, yeah. I last week you can roll. We have tape. Do we have tape? We don't have tape yet. We got to get tape. Okay, not yet. We got to get tape. But <laughs> going last week, I did say that you know. Them, Tony Khan touting about he won a certain demographic on a different night with little with fewer competition. Most people who are watching Monday Night Football 
Wednesday night is used for the NBA. NBA is just getting started, really. Maybe World Series, maybe NHL. They don't have a lot of competition on Wednesdays. Uh, the best thing you can say is about, what, SmackDown? Which everyone hears, I guess everyone with us or my colleagues think is the uh, the flagship show. Mm-hmm. I still think it's Raw. I still I do believe it's still Raw. But even with Raw, I mean, wait, sorry, even with SmackDown, you don't have that same head-to-head competition. What's on? What's on Friday? What's on? What's on at 10 p.m. when Rampage comes on? Nothing. They're not going head-to-head with WWE until they go head-to-head with WWE. And until that happens, uh, Ty, I'm gonna pause you there for a second because I feel like now we have to have our guest uh, weigh in on this. And so, because I can't weigh in, I can't judge. So it's it's unfair <laughs> until we have like enough guests come in and say right. something. Chris Mack, Ty believes that Raw is still the flagship show of WWE, whereas Cheats and some other friends that we've everybody had hang out with us yeah. have said everybody else have said that it is SmackDown. What are your thoughts? Give us a vote there. It, it's still raw. What? <laughs> You're on the NBC Universal, man. No! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yo, NBC what? calls the shots. It is still, it's still Monday Night Raw. Even though the end all be all star, there is Roman for sure. Raw it's now has Bianca. Fox is the bigger show. Raw now has Bianca. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> and, you know, and she's yeah. far, far the biggest face there. So, and, and Becky. Oh yeah. Well, we'll oh, yeah. we'll take your vote, Chris. We should keep we'll her running. Into, we should keep into her consideration. But that does lead us. Would you say cheats? We couldn't we should, hear you. No, we should keep a running tally about what's like. We absolutely should. I'm gonna go back and do one. that, I'll, I'll, and hey, we can do like some post graphics where, like, Jack, later on Jack. in the show, it comes up, bang, bang, SmackDown, rough. <laughs> That's y'all's end, though. I can't vote on that one. Um, But it does bring us to our next thing because you brought up the number one ranked woman in PWI's 150 women wrestlers in the world, Miss Bianca Blair. Uh, So, gentlemen, have you seen the list? Do you need me to run it down for you? Uh, What what are our thoughts? What are our feels? Uh, I remember, you know, Bianca being cast as number one. I think I did see a couple of other, um, like, rankings, but I don't remember the list in order. Uh, so we've got Bianca. I'm going to just do a couple that I think will be a topic of conversation. So Bianca uh, Belair is at uh, number one. Then for number four, we have Britt Baker, D. MD uh, five following after is Thunder Rosa, which I actually think those should be uh, flip flopped. Then we have Sasha Banks at six. Uh, you guys would have to Io Shirai. Is that the one you were talking about earlier? Io Shirai. Yeah, Io Shirai. Yeah, she's uh, number eight. And then Raquel Gonzalez, mm. maybe from NXT, is the only other one on here. Yeah. So really quickly, so- let's because we should just. Because Ty's going to know this stuff more than everyone else. Um, oh, well, then you got to go down the list, Cheats, because no, 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 I got just, a white person time. No, 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 because no, I don't know New Japan like that, but Ty seems to know all the New Japan yeah. stuff. So number two is Yudama. Haya, Utami? Yes, Utami. 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 Haya Shishabi. Stardom. Haya uh, Shishabi. Yes, that's number yeah. two. Yeah, and yeah, then Diana yeah. Perezo, Impact is number three. So, so, so those are two and three. And yeah, Utami's, then, Utami's incredible. So, um, and, yeah, you know, Utami I mean, is. Yeah, so, so I'm glad that she, uh, they got the number two spot. And cool for Diana getting uh, number three. Uh, that's actually really so, um, not gonna lie, I'm, I'm quite surprised by that, that they uh, they decide to vote her over Britt. Um, I am surprised about uh, that too. Three. I am surprised about that too. Um, I am a little surprised that uh, honestly, Britt and Thunder Rosa aren't higher on the list. Um, I think in just in ratings and in uh, interest and yeah. outside of dirt sheet reporting, uh, Baker and Thunder Rosa's uh, very bloody match. That's where this t-shirt comes from. I think it was probably the most iconic woman's match last year, at least in the States where I track stuff. And I definitely still watch, um, 
I don't love the WWE, but I love all the people over there. So like, I still, I'm surprised a lot of people weren't on the list. Like I didn't, I know Becky had the baby this year, but Becky Lynch wasn't in the top 10. Bailey wasn't in the top 10. Charlotte Flair wasn't in the top 10 and she was in the top, uh, she was the top four wrestler in 2020 and in 2019, she was number two. Um, so for the fact that she's not even cracking the top 10 now, what do you guys think is, uh, I know Becky had the baby, but you guys watch the product. Like what's, what's knocking them out of contention for these spots? Well, Bailey tore her ACL. So that okay. definitely played a big factor into her, you know, sliding down. Uh, I was think she out her, most of the year? She was out since July. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that that knocked her out. But at the same time, throughout most of 2021, she really hasn't been really a major factor. She got destroyed in a feud with Sasha Banks, you know, late in 2020. Uh, she was here and there, you know, feuding with Bianca, Bianca Belair, you know, throughout a good portion of the year, and you know, and she was on the losing end of that. But before they really got the peak in their feud, she ended up injuring. Uh, getting mm-hmm. injured um, before they um, went back to live crowd. So she's just been just floating this year, but mm-hmm. um, she was still very good in every role that she was in um, throughout, um, throughout her time. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing her return. Um, I'm interested in seeing what uh, direction they're going to go with her, um, considering that now the draft is coming gone and she is considered a free agent now. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but as for Charlotte, uh, she's been drifting. She was also like just drifting in and out because um, I didn't. I don't think she um re- she returned until what shortly after WrestleMania because uh, um she's been in and out as well, and um and then she did become Raw Women's Champion um throughout the summer. But she also has like I, I don't know. I think maybe I could say it was probably Charlotte fatigue. Even when mm-hmm. she's been away, like I like, uh, I think a lot of um, a lot of um, readers, a lot of fans, um, where you know, they were just uh, I think they weren't really fond of her being in the title picture for a majority of the time because really that's the only way that she can be booked at this point, uh, being uh, in the title picture, uh, and you know, and that in itself has crossed a lot of friction and um, a lot of drama within the last week or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so I think um, with that. She's uh, just been in and out, but I'm, I'm sure that, you know, she's probably going to get, you know, uh, a higher ranking going into 2022. If she stays consistent, you know, still is like having, putting on great matches and, you know, and trying to keep herself away from trauma, but which is very unlikely and, and fighting with all her. Well, <laughs> let's jump yep. right in there. Uh, well, all right, hold on. Let me check my time. Cause like, I want to make sure, like, I want to make sure we're leaving time for everything. All right, I'm going to have, all right, cheats and tie. I want, because I don't feel like I got you guys full thoughts on uh, the PWI top 150 list, but we are circling back to Charlotte Flair and her shenanigans with the belts because I don't even watch and like I've got a blow by blow of what happened like (laughs) burned into my brain from Twitter. So, all right, cheats, jump in and tell us about the list. How do you feel about the list this year? Uh, So, I'm always conflicted on lists, but Bianca Belair, I would say Bianca Belair's Sasha Banks WrestleMania match last year uh, was probably the top women's match that I saw. Um, And so for, for that and the work that Bianca has done in the growth, the way that they've scripted her character and the work that she does in the ring, I'm okay with Bianca being number one. Um, however, I, I don't I, I, I don't watch number two and number three. And and Deanna Parezo, I have uh been especially within the last uh year, have been way more familiar with the, the her work and, and what she's done. Um and I haven't seen her really go, go, go in the ring, but I think I think that she can. Um so I think Thunder Rosa can definitely go. I think Brett Baker, obviously being four and five, pretty interchangeable there. I think Sasha Banks has been fantastic at six. Uh, I'm really surprised that Shirai is at eight. um, And I'm also surprised at uh, Sheeta not being on the list Uh, because I just think that those guys can get, I mean, those women, excuse me, can really go uh, in the ring. Um, 
the interesting thing, I know we're going to circle back to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair from top to bottom is one of the best women wrestler workers. And yeah. in, in in like, she could be in the top three every year. She works amazing matches. Yeah. He's that good. So I'm, I, I always want to look at these lists and be like, who have the best year? Who's the absolute best wrestler? And I think Bianca is a great story, had a great, uh, you know, had a great match, at least one great match. Um, I'm interested. I, I don't know match for match if she's tops in the, com- in the company, let alone tops number one for the year. Um, but I, I, I love the list. I love what the, the debate that it brings. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But Ty, what do you think about the top at least 10? So I'm kind of conflicted because, okay, I, I, Bianca Belair being number one, I'm happy for. I am very, very happy for. But I would say Deanna Perrazzo had a better year, a better overall year than Bianca. Bianca is, I think she's gotten that top spot because of her amazing match on at WrestleMania. And the few and a couple of matches that she had after that, with I mean with Sasha, um, once SummerSlam what was it SummerSlam when Becky came back that was a trap and squash her in twenty six seconds or something that like was that. that was yeah yeah that was stupid, but um, I think that Deanna should be a little bit higher even at the number one spot. She's been banging out matches with any kind of top not WWE wrestler that you can think of. She's probably had a match with them already and has tore down the house, whether it's an NWA, whether it's with a couple of people in New Japan, her stuff that was when she was within stardom was absolutely incredible. She's one of the best technical wrestlers, women wrestlers. I've, not even women wrestlers, one of the best technical wrestlers I've seen, period. Um, and I'm really surprised by Io Shirai being there. I am. I love Io. I have followed Io for years. Uh, her match with uh, Shayna Baszler, ooh, chef's kiss when over in stardom uh but she's been like just in lost in the shuffle in the nxt tag division where they're like two tag teams three tag women tag teams there uh brit i think she she can stay there she's had an amazing year uh raquel gonzalez has had a great year yeah she might she might could be higher raquel gonzalez could be higher because she had she those great higher. matches with Rhea Ripley, War Games match. She could be higher. I would probably put her at number eight and or number nine. Take Io Shirai off the list completely. Um, might take I, I might take um, I might make Thunder Rosa lower too. Oh, watch she your was, mouth. She, she was tearing it up. She was tearing it up in AEW, but she was lost in a shuffle in in, in uh, NWA. If she wasn't a champion, she's I just- don't know. Uh, she was saying tearing it up in AEW. She came over from NWA. She has now been wrestling intergender matches on GCW. Like you can't sound like Thunder Rosa is a worker and is working like all the promotions. It was it was a long time until she was signed to AEW. Like she wrestled. I think she wrestled her match with Britt, not even being a signed member of AEW. So, like, for her pure ability to bring entertainment to multiple productions, I would say that Warrants a higher spot on the list. You weren't weren't going to get away with that, Ty. You know, I know, I know. The thing is, is the the list comes in from, what, from July 1st of 2020 to June 30th of 2021. So you have yeah. to you have to give in consideration of her time in NWA, where okay, she was an NWA, she was a women's champion there. She was a good champion, not a great champion, but she was a good champion and had uh, some good matches. Diana has been doing it longer, and and on even though she doesn't have that big big stage like AEW has just yet, the what what she's been doing the impact being a cast off, being just enhancement talent in NXT and in WWE not even being on TV half the time and taking the world by storm. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't not give Deanna that, that uh, those accolades. Uh, only thing I, yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my two cents. And Thunder's great. Thunder Rose is great, but you have to also take into consideration of NWA, which was, eh. I will take that concession. Both. 
I feel like both Thunder Rosa and um, Deanna should be lower. Uh, lower. Like as much as um, yeah, as much as Deanna um, went on to improve. Yeah. Much- so who are you bringing up, Chris? So if we take down, we're bumping down Thunder Rosa. Did you say Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker should be lower? Uh, I would, I would I'd say, um, no, I say, um, Deanna, Deanna Parasso, because okay. I would put Britt so, Baker so over who, who are you bringing into their spots? I actually would put Britt Baker over, over Deanna. I'll have her at three, even though I wouldn't want her at okay. three. I, it's more likely one to due to the fact that she just had this, you know, big year at AEW. And at this moment, she's one of the hotter acts in the company. Like, you know, you know, it, she had this brilliant match with Thunder Rosa. And I, I love Thunder Rosa too, but ever since she signed with AEW, she hasn't really been much of a factor. They haven't even treated her seriously as a contender to Brit, despite the fact that she won a match against her. And now with this TBS title coming into play, it feels like they just push her even further to the side. You know, having her have the secondary women's title where she should be challenging Brit at a bigger stage. Uh, yeah, and it's, wow. I mean, it's questionable whether or not she'll even get there, right? I like, Jade, they're going to put the, the belt push on Jade. Jade Cargill is pretty, yeah. like, they've already named it. It's that bitch yeah, show yeah, now yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. the TBS Jade, title um, yeah. is when she, she's going around her and her smart mark uh, lawyer. So, eh, yeah, I don't know. It leaves a lot to be discussed. And I always love that we make space to uh, give as much uh, time, if not more, to the ladies because... Uh, it is unfortunate uh, that they do not get more time and energy, especially um, on the main TV packages. Speaking of, though, there was a segment on y'all's end uh, that even I heard about in AEW land. You guys, Charlotte and the Belts, what happened? Because I heard she was escorted out by security at the end of the night to yeah. keep things flowing yeah. well. I- I think it's safe to say that Charlotte Flair is a difficult person to work with based off of everybody, everybody's account. Um, You know, there's maybe a little bit entitlement there. I mean, she is a flair. There's also a little bit of someone that has worked her way to the point where she does not want to be, you know, in any kind of mid card purgatory ever. Um, and that's difficult because obviously wrestling entertainment that they do over at WWE is a scripted show where there's only one or two people that can be at the top and the rest of the people have to be in mid card purgatory. I think Charlotte Flair is actually actively working against that and, and it's not rubbing people the right way. Let's also mention that her dad is now out of the company. Her fiance is now out of the company. There's, there's some things there underlining, uh, that she may just want to be at the company too. Cause it, it's only a matter of time before flair shows up at AEW and Andrade's already there. Um, but I think the interesting thing about this is I, I think that the interesting thing that I saw about all of this and for people that haven't been really following, uh, they were supposed to do a belt exchange. They got drafted, Becky Lynch and, and Charlotte flair got drafted to different brands Charlotte, the report is that Charlotte wanted to drop the title. She didn't want to just hand it over and have Becky hand over a title. She wanted to drop the title and have like a different type of storyline. WWE brass said, no, you're going to do this belt exchange. Um, And then in that segment, if you notice, Sasha Banks comes out and it's supposed to be kind of a new feud. Uh, Charlotte's supposed to fade away and it's supposed to be Becky and Sasha feuding. Well, Charlotte basically stole the whole segment, threw the belt on the ground, made it about her. And then when Becky, (laughs) when Sasha showed up, she was like, I'm out of here. This isn't worth my time type thing, which led to major heat backstage because Becky doesn't like Charlotte to begin with. They've had heat for a long time backstage. Um, And I, it's the last thing I'll say about this is I think Charlotte has to be a fairly unpleasant person per se. I don't know her. I can't say for sure, but anybody that's, that comes back like Becky Lynch came back, right? Wins the title at SummerSlam in a couple of seconds from the biggest face in the women's division in the company. And then is instantly thrusted back into the main event picture. 
there's got to be a little bit of resentment there from people that are working the roster. And you know what I mean? And basically the animosity and dislike for Charlotte was so bad that nobody thought it was Charlotte. They were like, yep, Beck, you know, like it, it was just an interesting dynamic where I think there's a lot of reasons in that women's division backstage to be a little bit upset, no matter who you are. If you're Sasha, Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, there's a lot of folks that could be kind of like, what's going on here creatively. Uh, but they seem to all side with Becky Lynch over Charlotte. And I think it's because they're just tired of Charlotte's kind of demeanor. Any other thoughts a, on uh, Charlotte? Yeah, I, I see it's more or less a, um, a clash of egos, uh, you know, it, it, and, and for Charlotte, you know, she sees Becky, unlike many of the other peers in that locker room, that's the truth, right? To what she is now, because Becky is incredibly over. Uh, she, uh, you could say that aside from you know Bianca Belair being the biggest baby face, you know Becky is the most over women in over woman in that entire division and in the entire company. Um, and for can Charlotte, I, can I know, say too, for absolutely no reason? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is no Ouch. reason for Becky Lynch to be over as much as she's over hey, with I'll, anyone. I'll, I will say this because of, and Charlotte brings that up. She will always say that if it wasn't for her, Becky would not be this type of person. She would be this star. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that resentment does um, be instilled into their beef because, you know, they were, they were cool. They were cool at one point. And, you know, when they started, you know, getting into their feud and when Becky did end up becoming over and she started instilling her man character, uh, it, it did cost a riff between the two. It even cost a bigger wedge when Ronda Rousey got involved. Right. And, and now, you know, you, you see someone that is really trying to, you know, stake their claim into your spot. It's going to be a lot of politics involved. You know, I, I, I don't really believe that Charlotte really wanted to drop her title, but she just didn't want oh. to look weak, period. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think she, she just didn't want to look weak against Becky because, you know, Mm. They'll do uh they'll once they do that uh belt swap, you know, Becky Lynch, she likes being known as Becky Two Belts, and she was probably gonna put her down on the mic. And you know, Charlotte wasn't gonna have that. And you know, it, it led to you know her dropping the title in front of her and, and Sonya Deville getting all pissed off and telling her to pick it up, and then Becky throwing it back at her, and it, it just caused all this chaos. But to put it put it to your point, Cheats, yeah, Charlotte looks like she is very hard to work with. If not that hard to you know, get along with. I mean, after all, she did get two pieced by Nia Jax about a month recently, ago. right? Yeah, recently. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> but again, Charlotte is so good; she can put. She made Nia Jax a story for at least two yeah. episodes. Ty, ty, not, nobody was talking about Nia Jax till till they got some heat in the ring, right? So I'm I'm interested, Ty. Ty, what do you think about all of this? Because it, it's just it, it, it's it, it's exciting, but it's also probably not productive for the company. Spicy take coming in. Charlotte's Rachel is Rachel Nichols. End of story. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, you might not be lying there though. You so, know, you, this so you're is saying, a place of entitlement. So you're saying because Charlotte doesn't said, want anyone look, else to come in. That's that, that that so people that don't understand that, the Rachel Nichols thing. Even even more layered than that, like because the situation between her and Becky, you know, I I, I don't know if this will be reacted and handled the same way as say if this is Be- um Bianca and Sasha into this moment. You know, because there's a lot of intersexuality and, and perspectives that go along to that. And for in Charlotte's case, it does come from a place of privilege. You know, and uh, absolutely. And I was going to, you know, this is in my scene, but I was going to jump in and say, like, the shit apple does not fall far from the shit tree. Like, oh, yeah. her dad is horrendous. And I know Chi Chi said, like, he's supposed to be coming to AEW soon. And honestly, that was something that I really thought was happening because they were like teasing it in BTE and stuff. But when the, um, Dark Side of the Ring about the plane ride from hell came out like it was squashed. We didn't see him on BTE. He wasn't on any of the like behind this. There wasn't even a hint anymore. So I would be very surprised to see him come over to AEW um, given what the the kind of cultural response is, it is to him now. Uh, but 
if her behavior is even as half as bad as her dad's behavior has been reported to be over the years, like somebody else can stiffly hit someone with a forearm hit and we can feel okay about it. Like she doesn't need to come to the ring wooing in her robe. Like, I just, I don't think like the, it's funny. It goes back to the, uh, Brandy Rhodes from the very first roads to the top where like, she was trying to squash the stuff between Jade and, um, red velvet. Like if you already are within a division that you are like scrambling and scraping for time, like you can't have that kind of shit, especially somebody that's like pulling down the rest of the, uh, the rest of the roster. And Chris, absolutely. It is like, she is Karen with a belt and a woo jacket. And also to add on to that, uh, if folk, you know, a lot of fans, you know, a lot of AEW fans are just people in general that want Charlotte, you know, to come and join the company, come join AEW, um, for rather. Do they really want that? Like, do you really want to see her, you know, go into a division that really don't have not just the star power, but much of the talent that that in the division that she's already in with peers that are on her level that she's already rough shotting? She goes over to Jacksonville and they try to big boss Britt Baker <laughs> and Jay Cargill, yep. which she could do. And, you know, it's not going to turn out well, though, compared to what she's doing over here in WWE. Yeah, I don't think she's a great. I think she's a, a good fit for WWE. I uh, I don't even know if there's enough, quote unquote, dream matches over in AEW or in the indies for a, for a Charlotte type person. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, not necessarily uh, Bray Wyatt, but Braun Strowman. There's all this talk. There was talk about Braun Strowman over in AEW. And there's a lot of folks that I wish would come over, um, you know, and, and I'd love to see them work matches. But there's certain characters where I just don't see where they're going to fit. And a Charlotte Flair would, would come in and, and like you said, they, she'd probably somehow get one good pay-per-view match or with, uh, with Britt Baker. And then do you really want to see Charlotte work a a Jade Cardell or or a Thunder Rosa? I don't, I don't think, I think, I I just don't think that's going to be a stylistically entertaining matches. And she will sandbag them too, more than likely. And they'll sell a lot of their moves, you know, just to show, you know, (laughs) coming in, coming in hot top. I I, I don't know, because if you go to AEW, number one, you got, you got Hikaru Shida over there. You got Amy Sakura over there. You have uh, 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 Yuka over there. These are people from Japan. If you want to know about, you want to know about Stiff. <laughs> you want to know about they try to sandbag someone. Get away, Emmy. Kill her. <laughs> they will kill her. Emmy will guess. It will kill mm-hmm. her. If they ever play. get a match with her, that is. <laughs> And, you know, she'd she be throwing them stiff. Like, Charlotte throws stiff forearms yeah, and yeah, has forever. Could, like, I'm I'm not, sure I mean, I'm not just being like a boo, I don't like WWE. Like, I never, honestly, of them, she was never my most entertaining. I was always more on board. And I know you guys are not big fans, but I was always more on board with Becky and Sasha. Like, those of that, like, era of women that came up from, uh, like, just that, that when, didn't they all come up from NXT at the same time? Yeah, they so all like, came up from NXT. Who was the fourth one? Because it was, like, the ba- four Bailey. women. Bailey. 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 Come You're on. right. She was a hugger then. Um, but, yeah, like, of all of them, she was the least interesting to me. And she did the least amount of work. Like, it was just like, ooh, I'm Ric Flair's daughter. Here I, I am. See, that I, was I, her whole angle I, every I time. Ooh, I, dis- I, disagree. I disagree. I disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think she's the, well. I think she's the that's, best that's, worker. That's Becky. Becky does the least amount of work, but she's yeah. the most creative. Oh, by far. Becky Lynch does the least amount of work by far. I think I would probably put Charlotte. If we're ranking the four horsewomen, I would probably put Charlotte at the top, Sasha number two. Ooh, Sasha and Bailey are interchangeable. But yeah, I would put really I would put Charlotte as the best worker. Sasha is two, Bailey at three, and Becky Lynch at four. All right, all right. We've given WWE a lot of energy today, we which have. you know, <laughs> which is weird. Don't have me over here getting getting upset. I feel like I've left my. You have me recording during Dynamite, and then we just talked about WWE the whole time. Tony Khan, I didn't mean it. 
We didn't. We I didn't. promise. I did. <laughs> We're not recording live on Um, But all right. So, Chris Mack, uh, before you get out of here, we here at Wrestling Chat with Friends believe that you always put your friends over. So, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can check out y'all's podcast. Um, how can people stay in touch with Chris Mack and find out all the wonderful things that you think? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so you go, um, first of all, yes, you could listen to me and Mo um, at um, No. No Words Barred Podcast. Yeah, you could catch that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, anywhere you'd be able to stream your podcast, but definitely can find them there. Uh, we try to um, have an episode in every other week. Uh, sometimes we'll have a special that will come in, um, you know, try to just just keep the flow going. But uh, but yeah, we um, we like um, just we like shooting it, um, talk about wrestling, basketball, anything that inspires us. You know, it keeps everything going. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's rappers are actors. Um, yeah, it's spelled R A P P E R S. The letter R A C T O R S. Rappers are actors. That is a mouthful, but that is my Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> so uh, yes, um, I, I get on there. I'll talk about basketball, soccer, wrestling. You know, whatever that's interesting me or whatever I'm watching. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll give off a hot take here and there. <laughs> We'll we'll take all your hot takes. Um, what platforms is the podcast on? Uh, again, it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, those are the ones that I know for sure. Um, and you know, again, we will also add an episode every other week. All right, we just want to make sure that everybody knows where they can find you. Like you were in here, like you stuck, you you stuck with us. You had you had some hot takes the whole time. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, come back anytime. Uh, we definitely loved having both both you and your partner. So, uh, you're your podcast partner. Maybe we can bring you guys both on at one time, and and you guys oh, yeah. can can A tell us all cast, the business. Right? Yeah, yeah, we could probably have some type of supercast. Uh, uh, what, 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 what does uh, Mr. Peanut Butter would say? A crossover? So yeah, it. we could crossover. Do it. it would be wrestling chat with lots of friends. Like we would have yeah, to, <laughs> we would have to ex- expand that. All right. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we would love to have you back anytime. And uh, peace, peace to you. And we're gonna end out things here. All right, peace, peace. Thank you a lot, Bye, y'all. Chris. Thanks, Chris. So, uh, Cheats, we got some uh, housekeeping to do. Uh, I believe you wanted to tell people a very important piece of business about WCWF. We do. We're very excited. Um, And we have a little bit of business. It's not 100% uh, there yet, but it's a good start. Um, As you know, WCWF is on as a member of the family which is the Cheats Movement Podcast Network. So we're so excited to be a part of the family. And you, anybody that's listening now, can go over to thecheatsmovementpodcastnetwork.com, which is a long, long URL. But it's thecheatsmovementpodcastnetwork.com. We can get your email now. You'll see a list of our shows. You'll be able to click what you're interested in. It's kind of like a soft landing page. So you can start getting updates from all the shows in the family, um, and we can start to give you the first notice when everything starts to go online, which we're hoping optimistically will be the end of this year going into 2022. We'll have everything in the family uh, uploaded and everybody will start to get all the information directly to their inbox. And we're so excited about what's happening that we want you to sign up. We want you to click what you're interested in and we want you to join the family. So Cheats Movement Podcast Network, we're pumped about it. Um, And that's where you'll be able to find WCWF. All the information. Absolutely. All the right now, uh, we were on Facebook. Now we're on YouTube. So just stick with us until uh, the network is up and running. But in the meantime, definitely sign that email list. Um, so you can know not only about this show, but the other amazing things that are coming uh, from the Cheats Movement Podcast 
podcast network. Um, there really is just a great family of uh, just content and shows that are coming out of Richmond and the surrounding areas. Um, so you know how we got to end it sheets. Like you, you have done, you've done a thing and it is now the thing for every week. So non-wrestling related heel of the week, Ty, you always got to burn somebody up. Why don't you go ahead and lay that fire down first so we can come in behind you. Who's your heel of the week, Ty? Russell Westbrook. Oh! What did Russell Westbrook do? A change! A change! Just being him. Just being that bull in the challenge (laughs) job that is not going to work on the Lakers. I feel like I'm gonna have to like come up with some sort of standard. Like you can't just hate people for just being just being them. It was Kanye. Now it's Russell Westbrook. I mean, I mean, you know, when you're what, what thirty some percent on the year? What what was he? Oh for over nine, oh for six. He won the game for him last (laughs) night, did he? Overtime and state attorney. It was was Spurs. It was Spurs. Me, I hit all mine. I don't miss. (laughs) How many? How many three? How many three points you make? I was three point specials in high school. <laughs> I like it. Triple double. That's what an angle. Tie triple double. <laughs> All right. Um, cheats. Who is your heel of the week? That's not a heel in wrestling. I'm excited because this person is a heel in life. Uh, he has always been. He's obviously one of the best boxers of all time, but mm. he is a heel in life. And I know this and Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather jr. Is my, Heel of the week, and he's my heel of the week because a couple of things. But basically, a TMZ video comes out. There's a uh, teenage boy with painted nails that they said, were beautiful, by the way. That said that he wanted a picture with Floyd. Saw so Floyd at an event and said, "Floyd, can I get a picture?" Floyd looks at his nails and says, "No, I don't take pictures with uh, with boys with painted nails." No, he says it's on video. So then. TMZ releases the video. Kid just says he was a fan, wanted to take a picture. Floyd gives this very specific answer. Then um, it's bought up a couple hours later from Floyd's PR people who instantly realize Floyd's an idiot and we have a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Says, hey, Floyd's not homophobic. He was just really busy, which is completely not true because Floyd told the kid that he did not want to take a picture with him because he had painted nails. That was that was it. Um, then after that, which was great, there was a picture of Snoop getting a manicure and getting his, uh, nails painted (laughs) and then Snoop with a picture with Floyd. So, you know, that already defunct his whole, I don't take a picture of painted nails thing. Then there's more, (laughs) there is more because this is the, this is the biggest thing. Four hours later after the video surfaces. Floyd does a direct-to-camera plea in support of Kyrie Irving not getting vaccinated. So, in black and white, and and he read it, (laughs) and he's like, stick with it, champ. Nobody can take our, nobody can take our voice, blah, 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 blah. The only reason that video came out was because they were trying to change the story from Floyd being a jerk that didn't want to take a picture with the kid and possibly a homophobe. So, he makes this whole statement Four hours after this video comes out, that's all sensitive with soft music and black and white. And then he has all of these like conservative politicians saying, yeah, freedom of choice. I'm with Floyd Mayweather. And I'm just like, you're the most awful person in the world. So that's my heel of the week, because everybody can see through you, Floyd. They can see through this whole play. You should have just stuck with your first original gun, which was wrong to begin with. So that's it. That's it. If you're going to be wrong, be wrong and consistent. He's wrong, inconsistent, and then tried to, be, to pull a whole look over here. Kyrie's not playing. Watch the hands. Watch the hands. Well, my uh, my heel of the week and probably the heel of the entire recorded history of democracy is Mark Zuckerberg over there at Facebook. So new uh, data has been leaked by the whistleblower that says that uh, on the when they introduced the system that went from just the um, just whether or not you could like it or something or not like it to the like the down dislike the 
I think it's like a, a crying face, a love, and then there's an angry face. They change their algorithm so that the angry face, if you, if you, somebody reacted negatively to something, it actually was worth five points in the recommendation scale versus something that was liked or loved, which was one point, which means that Facebook was like, Hey, this divisive content gets us more views, gets us more clicked. And so we're going to make people see it. Um, so I think we're just starting to see the terrible rabbit hole that uh, Facebook is and also that they knew that it was. There's a lot of uh, social sciences and political sciences that did work uh, for them specifically. So it's going to be kind of one of those, I think it's going to be another one of those big tobacco cases where it's like they knew and we know they knew and they hit it and now we all have lung cancer. So I don't know. Like... (laughs) We're going to see what happens with it. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg is definitely my heel of the week. Um, Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for wrestling chat with friends. Cheats, do you have anything to say to the people before we're out of here? Nope. We are out. Absolutely not. All right, Ty, do you you have any more hot takes? No, none, none. Do you have any people you want to indiscriminately hate for funsies? Oh, Oh, there's there's plenty. There's plenty. (laughs) We'll get to that list next time. As always, we're going to count it out because when you hit the mat, the show is done. One, two, three. That's been WCWF. We'll catch you next week. Peace, peace.